Last season on Drag Race UK, Lawrence Cheney, my hometown girl, she won. We had Bimini, we had Taste, we had all sorts in the final, but it all came down to Lawrence. It's now time for season three. Let's get into it. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. And you might know us from our podcast, You're Welcome America, where every episode we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're bloody welcome. Yeah. And for the next 11 weeks, do you know what? Drag Race UK is back for season three. So for the next 11 weeks, we're going to be your hosts as we recap this lovely new season, aren't we? We absolutely bloody are. We bloody are. Oh, babes, how are you doing? Well, obviously we should say this is technically episode zero. Yes. We're just going to be, look... We just, we all need to prep, we need to meet the queens, we need to work out what's going on, so we're doing like an episode zero before we properly get into the new season next week. Yeah, we're going to get to know the gals. Get to know the gals. The gals. Get, we're going get to get to know the gals and you're going to get to know us again. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right, we have gone through each of the queens and meet the queens and we're going to get to know them right now. Babes. Who's the first? Who's the first queen that we got to meet? First up is Kitty Scott Claus, <laughs> which I've only just got the pun of her name as I said it out loud. Kitty, Kitty Scott Claus, meow. Kitty, oh me, I didn't get that either. <laughs> this is why. We, thank God we do this because otherwise it's just us in a silo. <laughs> so it's Kitty Scott Claus. She's twenty nine from Birmingham. Okay, so we need to just quickly get into the Birmingham of it all. So. <laughs> Birmingham is the second biggest city in the yes. UK, but weirdly, and I don't want to offend any Brummies out there, because if you're from Birmingham, you're a Brummie. Um, it's not, it's not like, I feel like Americans know a Manchester or Edinburgh, but Birmingham, not so much. <laughs> right. You think it's a, a lesser known UK city? I think it is. Yeah. What, what's it known for? Hit me. Uh, the Bullring. So shopping center, a shopping center, <laughs> a mall. That, that's true. Um, so yeah, she's from Birmingham. Um, you, I'd say the US equivalent of a Birmingham is somewhere. What's a big city, but it's also a little bit lacking in identity. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Chicago, but that's probably quite rude, isn't it? Hey, you said it. I've said it. Birmingham, <laughs> Chicago. Right. Who is she? So she's, she says she's a little bit of eye candy for the dads. Um, and then she makes a joke saying that she's had lots of Botox. She says, my forehead doesn't move, but my legs do. Very good. <laughs> I really liked her. I thought they, they did a good, a good, like, decision by putting her first. Yeah. She's a lot of energy out of the gate. She's, she's kind of old school UK camp. Yeah. Isn't she? And she's very, she's got a nice aura to her. Yeah. You know, that's right. I live in LA. She's got a nice aura. She, like, she's super upbeat and bubbly, but I don't think it's fake. Like, yeah, I believe her. I totally agree. There's a uh, natural charisma that I felt coming out of the screen when mm-hmm. I looked at her. I felt, do you know how she made me feel? I felt like I was in very safe hands. Oh, very capable. Yeah. I feel like she could, she's going to be able to turn her like attentions to anything fun and funny. I agree. I don't think she's necessarily like a standout right now. And we look, we all know Meet the Queens is a weird one to like analyze the gals, isn't yeah. it? But she, she, she didn't stand out, but I agree. Safe pair of hands. Um, her look, it's kind of real busty blonde, um, sort of pink corsity type thing, lots of hair. Oh, she described herself as bubbly. And then she said, though we all know what that's code for. Yeah. 
Is that a thing in the US as well? Do I don't you think? think so. Yeah, bubbly is a code word for a, a plus size person in the yes. UK, and it's kind of like a it's a way of skirting around saying the word fat. Yeah, for sure. So I like that she just went straight out there. She's also not fat. No, <laughs> she's gorgeous. I like that kind of purple, dramatic, like ruffled coat that she's wearing completely off the shoulders. Oh my God. Yeah. I was trying to remember the name of that. So it's kind of like if you went to the Oscars and you just at the last minute, you're like, shit, I need something else. And you just get like a giant, huge bit of fabric <laughs> that you, you hold behind you. Yeah, you're like, arms. I need a train. So exactly. I'll just, I'll just hold something. It's like, it's not a pashmina, is it? No. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's just a big bit of fabric. Pashmina. Pashmina is a real like, oh, a bit chilly at a wedding. Just to wrap myself up a pashmina. Get my, get my shoulders warm. (laughs) Yeah. So she does some amazing impressions that are already like pretty, put her up to a pretty iconic level. She did an impression of Nadine losing her passport on Irish pop stars. Oh my God. We, and we could do a full three hour episode just on the words (laughs) that have just come out of. Fraser's mouth. Nadine, she was in Girls Aloud, a very important girl group. She is actually going to feature in mm-hmm. Snatch Game later in the season. Yeah. Nadine's got a crazy accent. And I'm not saying that in terms of culture. It's not rude me saying that. No. <laughs> she, it, she's lived in the state. She's all over. And yeah, her, oh, we're in for a treat with that voice. Yeah. I was going to say, don't, don't get yourself too in the weeds trying to explain that impression. It's just a great impression of a, of a UK pop star. She then, she then does an impression of Kimberly Walsh. She's also in Girls Aloud. I don't think it's a very good impression. It was, it wasn't the best, but then really she rounds it off by doing an impression of a felt tip hen, which was a fucking astounding. It was, it was like a little dolphin, like a little scratchy. It was really good. Really good. She also says that she's a hun. And then she says, excuse me, lady, get back on that bloody till. <laughs> Again, that is a reference to charity shop. Sue, who's a very specific UK character who will appear later in the season. Can't get into that now, <laughs> but hun culture, very important in the UK. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll really break down charity shop. Sue, when she's on the episode. Oh my God. <laughs> but I, I have to say, Kitty Scott Claus, great great kind of person out the gate and i'm really impressed that i managed to get her name the first time i said it out loud <laughs> well done right next up we've got charity case um with a k, with a k thank you charity case with a k <laughs> uh she is dressed as a dragon she's okay my, my exact words here bedazzled cookie dragon monster <laughs> and then i've written technically an amazing look yes I, my favorite part about the look is that the dragon is wearing earrings. You notice that? <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of dingle dangles and things happening in this outfit, but my favorite thing is those little dragon ears, those dragon ears stick out the side are just wearing a really nice pair of earrings. Lovely earrings. I love that touch. I think it's great. It's an amazing look. Like it's, you can't deny that it's a technical, yeah, some technical wizardry. She is 24 years old and she is a mashup of the Manchester and London scene, Manchester and Northern England. Um, <sighs> yeah, she's just, <laughs> look, an amazing look. I love that mashup of those two very different cultures, yeah. but she just does a lot of bad puns. And I just, I don't, I don't trust, no, that's not fair. I just don't, I feel a bit uneasy. And I, you know, you look, you know me, when we get into like monster territory. Yeah, you, you're never good when we get into mon- monster and fantasy territory. It's no. always a Lord of the Rings Game of Thrones. Oh. <laughs> Look, not, she says she says me. she's scary, hairy, and a total fairy, which I liked. I'll give her that. Yeah, and then she says her thing is kind of that she does kind of horror, gore, kind of 
drag, which I know maybe is also not particularly your wheelhouse, right? It isn't, but I, I, we haven't had this kind of alt look on Drag Race UK yet. No, not on so UK. So I, I appreciate it. She also said that, um, her whole thing, she's like a fantasy from another dimension. It's all about escaping reality. And she said that her characters have the power she wishes she had growing up. And right. I was like, I love that. That's, yeah, that feels like a very like drag race point to have. I, I think she, she's good to get that in, in, in Meet the Queens. That sounds quite cynical the way I just said that, but I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. You're looking at me like I meant, meant it like that. Well, I wrote, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I literally wrote down the word sweet <laughs> and you've, you've just come over here and <laughs> I don't know. But I look, I'm, I'm whatever, whatever slight trepidation I might have about some of the aspects of her, you cannot deny that that look is insane and amazing. It's very good. Cause I've just actually just noticed that it's like a whole bodysuit, but what she's done is put the like in the, the crotch area. It almost looks like she's wearing a skirt, but that's like a piece attached to the front. It's mm. really like astounding. I wonder mm-hmm. if she made that or yeah. had it made. Maybe. It, regardless, it's, it's really good. Okay. That is Charity Case. Who we got next? Number three out of the 12 ladies. Next is Scarlet Harlot. Yeah. Scarlet Harlot. She was great. She's also someone that had a really like, um, oh God. Oh, oh yeah. So she's like 26. She's Cockney. She's from East London. She's been doing it for seven years. Okay. Cockney. What's the best way to describe Cockney? Cockney is East End, the East End of London. Yeah. It's what, if you're not, if, if you're American and you think about people in the UK, you either do posh Queen's English impression mm-hmm. or you do a Cockney impression. It's yeah. Oliver Twist, it's Bill Sykes. Oh, it's, that's what it is. It's, um, bloody Dick Van Dyke, it's isn't Dick it? Dick Van Dyke, yeah. Oh, right, Mary Poppins. Well, I mean, he was, <laughs> yeah, he was attempting to do an Eastern accent. If there are, if there are any straights out there, Guy Ritchie, that kind of world. Any straights? Anyone? Any straights listening to this? Anyone? Anyone? Maybe, I feel like maybe like someone's husband. Yeah. Or maybe there's, maybe there's now some, some queers who like, like and enjoy Guy Ritchie movies in a very specific subverted way. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, do let us know or don't, because actually we don't we don't care about Guy Ritchie. Other than the fact that he was married to Madonna, that's a very important time for all of us. Yeah. The Punchbowl pub in London. Oh. Important. Right. Scarlet Harlot. She's kind of dressed like a regal Disney villain, I wrote down. Yeah. And she says she's got this great um hair all standing and end, and she makes the joke that she's got something about Mary hair. And she said, now, I tried, to, I listened a few times, she says the phrase that like someone's spagged on her head. I mean, she, she means like someone's like come on her head, but she say spaff. Did she say spaff? I think spaff is a, is a term for jizz. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Spaffing. It's, it's not a nice one. Well, compared to the other ones. Yeah. Okay. Jizz. Well, jizz. So you think jizz is a nice one? I think jizz is better than spaff. Okay. Don't you think? I think it's the Z translation Z in jizz, jizz. that makes it like feel kind of fun. Okay. Jizz. Yeah. That is kind of fun. My, pro- my problem with spaff, it's a bit like spaff. Like you're it's too, it's not specific enough. Exactly, it kind of just ends, just ends. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Drag Race UK recovers back. Just <laughs> ends. Um, so she she says that she grew up on a council estate where they'd rob you for a packet of packet of crisps. So council estate is um, what do we call it in the US? They call it like the project. 
Yeah, like su- like supported housing, yeah, that, that kind of thing. So she's real salt of the earth down to down to earth. She references EastEnders. Oh, remember last year we had Beastenders yeah. in season two. EastEnders, very important um, UK soap, and she does an impression from that. Sure. Oh, she says that she's cheeky, classic, and common as hell. Now, do US listeners understand when someone says? Like, oh, they're common. They're common as muck. Common as muck. Was common as muck. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if Americans know that kind of turn of phrase, but it's really just a very British way of saying, like, I'm I'm working class. I'm, like, down to earth. I'm salt of the earth. Yeah. Common as muck. But it's also an insult. Exactly. She's reclaiming it. Whereas, like, someone could be like, oh, my God, they're very common. Yeah. Common you know? as muck. That's what my, like, Egyptian grandma would probably say back in the day. <laughs> and she'd probably say that about one of our relatives <laughs> to me as, like, a very young child just right. to plant that seed. Um, I hope listeners do remember um, our our other character, Egyptian, my Egyptian grandma. She's canon for this She is podcast. canon. She's canon. Get to know her. She's evil. And she's still dead. Still dead. <laughs> I, I, do, I like that she's, because she's from the Isle of Dogs in, in London, which is such a funny part of London to be from. And she says the best thing to come out of the Isle of Dogs since Henry VIII, <laughs> which is just such like a wild statement. Uh, Isle of Dogs is a very specific part of London, which is like, a, it's not an island. <laughs> First of all, is it not? No, it's like a little kind of peninsula in the Thames, but Ooh. like it's very much attached to the rest of London. You don't need to cross waterways to get to the Isle of Dogs, but it's just this little part of London that's just called the Isle of Dogs. I tell you, US listeners might know it from 28 months later. So the sequel to the amazing horror movie 28 Days Later or 28 months later, they're all like quarantined, aren't they, on it's Isle of Dogs? 28 weeks later. Oh, is it 28 weeks later? Yeah. <laughs> 28 months is a long time. It's, it's oh, that's right. Weeks. It's 28 days. Days, days and then weeks. Then there's week, 28 weeks later and it's all based on the Isle of Dogs. No yeah. kind of quarantine there, but then it goes wrong, obviously. They should have made, they should make a third one and make it 28 months later. Yeah. hundred percent. 28 years later and then they're done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked, I liked Scarlet Holler. I felt like because she's, because she's got that Cockney accent, that kind of East London accent, I, I, I'm worried about unfair uh, comparisons to Bimini, but like, I think that, all that it will take is seeing her in the season for that to be completely yeah. quashed. I, I agree. I think she's she's very together. She's a lot of fun. Again, I trust her. I feel safe with her. Um also I just I made this note. Everyone has good teeth so far. Yeah. I feel like they've watched the last two seasons, they've seen the transformations, and they've all decided to pay for their teeth before doing before doing season three. I think so. I also do feel like that's maybe just a part of the way people in the UK are now. It's like the, the perception of UK is bad teeth. But I think that, not to sound like a, sound like someone's mom or like a professor, but I do think that like social media and, you know, all of that mm. stuff has meant that kind of kids in the UK want to have the same like white American teeth as Americans. So I feel like it's kind of a, a less of a, less of a generalization now. How's your teeth journey going? Great. Good. Look at them. Oh, they're looking very white. Thank you. My dentist told me off the other day. Not, yeah, but anyway, that's another, another <laughs> note. My dentist told me off. My dentist told me off. <laughs> A little slap on the wrist. Um, okay. And that was Scarlet Harlot. Next up is Vanity Milan. Okay. She, she is 29 and from South London. Yeah. Gorge. Um, she is really gorgeous. Gorge. She also, the name Vanity Milan. I love names like that. It's kind of like saying, um, my name's Expensive Monte Carlo. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so she has only been doing it for a year. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's always, a, that's a slight concern, but I do feel like she 
has the confidence to back it up. She, well, yeah, she does. So we should say she's, um, uh, Jamaican heritage. She's a queen of color. She, yeah, I, when she said she's been doing it a year, I was worried, but there's something about her. She's very, she's very calm and confident. Yeah. It's not like a shouty confidence or like, I'm amazing. I'm blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. It doesn't feel like a false confidence, no. which is really astounding. So I was like, wow. Well, she's 29 as well, which I think that's a part of it. I think there's one thing for being like 20 and being like, oh, I've just done drag for a year. You're kind of, but I think if you're 29, you've got the life experience. I know that's still not old, but you've got, you're, you're a bit more settled as the person, which I think brings that kind of confidence. Don't you think? I agree. I will. I mean, when I think of 29, well, of course, I like, laugh. Yeah. Compared to now, but, but <laughs> I, I agree compared to like a 21 year old, 29 in the grand scheme of drag race is elder. Yeah. It's, it's in the, it's, oh, in, the, it's in the overs. It's in the overs category for sure. <laughs> so she's wearing an orange bedazzled, I would say strictly gown. Yeah. Um, she, I love her hair and the, oh, her my. hair is so gorgeous. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a multiple bun kind of space bun look, but with these long kind of braid bits down the front. I love her hair so it, much. Her hair is beautiful. I, I wanted to write down my notes that it's a little um Queen Amidala reference. Yes. Oh, our queen from episode one. With Start- a touch of maybe like a little Chun-Li. But I was going to say, I don't want to say Queen Amidala because Queen Amidala was complete culture appropriation of many other cultures. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's all it's all being put into a blender for drag though, isn't it? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh my God. How amazing would Queen Amidala be in Snatch, Snatch Game? <laughs> Oh, they'd probably get sued. Someone, yeah, you're not allowed to do a, you're not allowed to do a character. You'd have to say, I'm Natalie Portman and then just do Queen Amidala. You're okay. not allowed to do a, a kind of a, uh, what's it called? Like property, licensed property. Got it. <laughs> Worried about the IP. So she talks, she says that she's going to be doing her head patting, her teeth snapping, her chicken head, neck rolling, but she still likes to keep it classy. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm here for all of that. Yeah. Unapologetic blackness is, is what she says she's going to bring to the show. And I think she's even achieving that already and she also references a lot of tricks like kicks spins all kinds of different things so i'm excited to see her i'm excited to see her move (laughs) oh kim cattrall's here i'm excited to see her move honey (laughs) oh okay oh my god next up now you want to talk about a pun name right there's there's a couple more pun names coming but this pun name is like inception like there's so many (laughs) levels to it that it's like wild okay next up we have Theresa May. Theresa May. So. Such a good okay. name. Okay. It obviously references, well, not obviously to many listeners, because let's be honest, this person we're about to talk about is culturally dead and buried. <laughs> it references Theresa May, the former prime minister of the UK. Oh my God, it seems like a very long time yeah. ago. And it references chorizo sausage, because this queen, Theresa May, is Spanish. Yeah. Did I do it okay? You did it great. Oh my it's God. such a good pun name. It's like the perfect mix. It's just the perfect way to be like, I'm a Spanish queen, but I am based in the UK. Like it just couldn't be more perfect. She, this, now I am, I'm really excited about her because, so she's from Valencia in Spain, but she lives in Newcastle. I mean, already. Yeah. The com- even better, like way better than her just living in London. The combination of cultures is bananas. Yeah. I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> I am. Yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite astounded. Oh, no, me too. She's, it's hard to describe her. She's like a, 
it's such a wild to have like the the kind of flair and like excitement of like of being from Spain, but also to be in Newcastle, which is like one of the most kind of bonkers places to be in the UK as well, where everyone's so outgoing and like fun. It's a real like it's a real powder keg of like good things, right? I'm, trying, I'm just trying to think for any listeners out there who's not who are not that well versed in the world of Newcastle. Uh, for us, Cheryl Cole, another gal from Girls Aloud, Geordie yeah, Shore, Geordie jo- Shore, our version of Jersey Shore. Yeah, so yeah, that, put it that way. <laughs> when they remade Jersey Shore in the UK, they made Geordie Shore, which is in Newcastle. Because if you're from Newcastle, you're Geordie. So just think of that, but think of Spain, but then think <laughs> of drag. I mean, wowzers! Yeah, she's she's got such a, a like a a wild energy. She says she's. <laughs> So she's a walking stereotype. She's like, my name is Chorizo and I've got a Chorizo, <laughs> which I liked. <laughs> yeah. And then she gives a lesson in how to speak Geordie, but does it in like her Spanish accent, which is just so fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> she says that she can sew and sing, but not dance. Uh, do you know what? Fine. Completely fine. If you're going to be missing one of those things, well, maybe singing is the one thing actually, maybe, but I like that. Then she says something in Spanish and then translates, translates it for us. And it's, I'd rather be dead than basic, which is just really, really funny. <laughs> and then she ends one of her final lines. I think this was the, the funniest line so far. And the thing that I genuinely guffawed at was she said that what she's most scared of is someone from immigration watching the show <laughs> and sending her back to her country. <laughs> it is, and that's quite a dark thing to say, but in terms of a post-Brexit Britain, yeah. On a beautiful really and funny. and she's referencing herself as Theresa May, <laughs> who was a large part of Brexit. I mean, oh my god! What did you think of her outfit? I think her outfit's super fun. She's got like a sort of lime green bolero jacket thing on and a purple dress. Like it's not. Here's the thing with her: she's a little bit bagger in this bag of chips, mm-hmm. in the sense of like. I'm not going to care and right. ounce what she wears. Because yeah, kind of like a, an updated matador, like yes. Spanish matador look, which is, yeah, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. She's kind of, I'm so excited that she could come out in like a bid bag and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You're I'm through. Ready. You're through to the next round. <laughs> you're through. Right. Next up, who've we got, babes? We've got Crystal Versace. Crystal Versace. I just wrote next? body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's beautiful. Oh. She's a stunner. So she, yeah, she, and she's, she's a 19 year old. 19. 19. 19. But I, I don't, so yeah, when I hear the age 19 doing drag, I get worried just in terms of, um, how they're going to survive in the show. Right. But then she talks about, she's been doing makeup since she was 12. And I was right. like, actually, this is such a different generation. Yeah. Completely. You have to, you have to remember that. Yeah. That, someone who's 19 now has literally grown up with drag race on pretty much the whole time that they've been conscious, which is crazy, (laughs) which is kind of like the equivalent, I guess, of like, we're, you know, we got used to people going on like X factor when they were really young and they would go on X factor and say, Oh, I've been watching the show like since I was two. And we were always like, Oh my God. But actually, yes, of course. I know. She says she's from Kent. Sorry, I talked over you saying she's from Kent. It's very important that we discuss that she's from Kent okay. because there's actually a lot of Kent representation on this season. Yeah, she's really strange. Can you? I don't know if I've ever been to Kent. Can you help? Oh, I spent a lot of my time in Kent. Take it away. So Kent is a county in the UK. It's south and east of London, and okay. it also goes all the way up to London. So you can be in you could be in kind of London Kent, and then you can be in deep, deep, deep Kent, like down at Dover, which is where 
you get the boat across to France. <laughs> get on the ferry. <laughs> that ferry from Dover, Dover to Calais. Dover to Calais ferry, <laughs> exactly. So Crystal, Crystal Versace has been quite vague by just saying she's from Kent. It's like saying I'm from like New Jersey. <laughs> right. The reason I picked New Jersey is because it's the garden state and Kent is called the Garden of England. So that wasn't just a mistake that I said New Jersey. Oh, she's been thinking. Not just a hat rack. As they say. <laughs> so yeah, so she, she says she can perform, act, turn a look, and she's the full package. And I, I, I I'm inclined to believe her. Yeah. <laughs> she, she also references, starts to reference sci-fi and horror mm. and being a huge goofball. And I was like, wait, what? Because I mean, right now she is dressed as Crystal Versace. Yeah. Um, but that, that made me more interested in her as well. And I actually believe her. I'm like, oh, actually, no, I could see how you could be into some real, cookie little things yeah. going on um she also mentioned the fact now this is this is slightly um delving deep that she's a quarter cypriot <laughs> and she's got a very camp uh cypriot gran I, I, a quarter great it's her culture <laughs> but i was like okay okay <laughs> you know what i mean maybe just really like someone rooting around for their native american heritage a little bit right exactly what happens in america a lot i just i just feel like the 18th, pro- 18th cherokee the producer was like oh yeah no bring it up and crystal's probably <laughs> really i mean it's a quarter and like, no no just just say it we might not use it but just say it <laughs> um so yeah, so she, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about her. She also has a great phrase at one point where she goes, bada bing, bada bong, I'm here. <laughs> How would you describe this outfit? So her outfit is a little bit JLo at, in full Versace at the Super Bowl once she's like stripped off all her things and she's doing that bit in the pole, but it's got a lot of bondage straps, but then it's also got some orange like clown yeah. ruffs and ruffles. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a little bit, um, it, it's quite baffling, but also the, when you just described all of those things, I was like, I like that. I like that. And I like that. And I think I like all of it together. Yeah. She's a little bit, um, and this is, this is terrible. I do not remember the name of the queen who lived with Tace and I think got to fourth place Ahura. last year. Ahura. <laughs> She's a bit Ahura. I have to say, being a world-class makeup artist that I am, I do mm-hmm. feel I do feel like I'm quite qualified to say that in this picture, the picture of her at Meet the Queens and her makeup in general was is astounding. Well, she's been doing it since she's 12. That's seven years of work. It's all just going like up and back, like beautiful. Yeah. But I guess it's also easy to look pretty snatched in the face when you're 19 years old. No, but you're there. there is makeup talent there. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Right. Next up, we've got pretty controversial queen. We've got Victoria Scone. Yeah. Would you say, did she say Scone or Scone? She said Scone. Okay. So yes, because in America you say Scone. Scone. But also in the UK, there's always a debate about Scone or Scone. And I can never remember which one is the posh one and which one is the non-posh one. In Scotland, we'd say Scone. A Scone. But that, yeah, that's Scottish. See, I would say, hang on, let me just think about it real quick. Um, have afternoon tea and I'll have a scone. 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 I would say scone. Scone. I would never say scone. Okay. Scone. Scone. Okay. Can you introduce Victoria Scone to us, please? So she describes herself as Cardiff's camp cabaret disco diva, which is like a very fun combination of words. I really love that she's from Cardiff. And I also love that she doesn't have a Welsh accent. (laughs) Yes. So So I think she must live in Cardiff, right? But maybe not be from there originally. Yeah, maybe. So just a reminder, Cardiff, Wales, Wales, last year we had Tace. Yes. It's very Welsh. Technically a different country to England and Scotland. Yes. And Ireland. Um, And yeah, hold a very different accent. Very different so vibe. She she says she's making history as the first AFAB queen, which is obviously assigned female at birth. Um, but I like the way that she kind of 
she lays that out and then just says, but she says, but to me, I am just a drag queen. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's very, she's very, I mean, she really leans into the camp. Yeah. She references a lot of uh, Barbara Streisand, also disco, Barbara Streisand, Donna Summer, Shirley Bassey. Oh, and she, she's kind and she's, she wants to play an evil pantomime queen. Pantomimes, definitely talked about them last season, yeah. but it's like, uh, you'd go see Cinderella at your local theater at yeah. Christmas and it's all very camp and there's always drag queens in it. So she's got that whole vibe. Definitely. She's very, she has a, a, an old school flavor. Yeah. But I think with a, to me, it feels like a, like a modern awareness of, of, of it being old school. Does that make sense? Yeah. She's not just old school and that's it. She's, she's purposely leaning on the old school. Exactly. Cause she says herself, she's, she was brought up around old school drag queens. So those yeah. are her reference points and her loves. But yeah, she also feels still very now to me. Like she's aware of it. Totally. My thing with her, and she talks about being a profession, professionally trained actress, singer, dancer. I just want her to stop putting on that voice. You know, when someone's like, I am performing right now right. for you. Look at me. And the words that are coming out of my mouth are performance. Right. It's just, it's very tiring. I do think that that's a meet the Queens issue rather yes. than a, you, you, that's so it's hard to get to know people without because they do have to put on a performance as well. That's the thing. That's true. Look in the workroom, it's all gonna, it's all gonna come out. Um, her look. Okay. It's sort of, it's like a purple pantsuit with bedazzled, what I've described as yellow custard patches. (laughs) It's very rhubarb and custard. Very rhubarb and custard. There you go. (laughs) And then, and then I like the way she described this. She says uh, that she, you know, she's not, a hugely political person, but she says her being there is political. But then again, she says, but I just want to have fun. So I think she's really quite rightly. She's like, I want to address the fact that I'm making history by being the first kind of AFAB queen. But I really, I think she's really trying to say like, she doesn't want to be defined by it. And she doesn't want it to be this huge, huge thing. It should just be as normal as, a, 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 you know, every other kind of queen going on the show. hundred percent. She, she's right. She's pretty good at, um, vocalizing verbal oh my god what's the word talking yeah she's pretty good at getting her point across with that yeah. um personally for me i just don't know thematically if she's gonna be my fave right um i do think she's done a really good job of uh kind of once this came out and there was there was some real douchebags saying stuff about her not how she shouldn't be on the show and yeah. she's done a really good job of like defending herself without like she just it, it it's just, because it's, I guess it's that thing of, it's just so obvious that she should be there. So like, right. it's, she's just been, she's, and everyone's come to her defense in a way that's like quite astounding as well. Good. Cause there was this idiot that made like a, a YouTube video about her and he was just so misinformed and so dumb. And at points was saying that, you know, she's taking away a position from someone from the LGBT community and she had to like respond to him and she's like, I'm a lesbian. I'm an LGBT. She's like, it's the first letter in LGBTQ. Like to just, Hey, did you know, I read this recently that it's because L is first LGBTQ because I'm going to get this completely wrong now, but I think in the eighties, uh, with HIV and AIDS crisis, um, lesbians were particularly, um, protective and vocal. So they decided to put L first. That may be wrong, but do you know what? Even if you made that up, it's, I love it. I've never, I've never thought about how <laughs> yeah. L's first. Yeah. Pretty cool. Right. That's Victoria Scone. On that note, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with the other queens shortly. Ooh. 
And we are back. We're doing Meet the Queens. Let's talk about Electra Fence. Although I will say, just a quick note, in that break there, Fraser did have um, a little wellness shot and there was a lot of coughing and spluttering. You okay, babes? Yeah, for something called a wellness shot, I feel like I'm dying, but I think eventually it's going to make me feel better. It's a, a ginger lemon, turmeric, oregano oil and cayenne pepper. So okay. it's just a, like a lot for my body to deal with. My eyes are watering. Yeah. And I do feel like my heart's going to explode, but... I feel great. Well, let's let's see how that pans out over the next thirty minutes. Okay, Electra Fent, Electra Fent, Elect. That's right. Yeah, Electra Fent, Fent. Oh my god, I can't say it. Electra Fence. Wow, it's Electra Fence. It's because I want to say electric. Electric. Because, well, the thing is, I grew up in the countryside, and we had an electric fence because of some of the animals and creatures. <laughs> we did grow up in the countryside. I did grow up in the countryside. So did I. Did you have an electric fence? No. Well, not the true countryside. Anyway, I'm not sure that's what defines countryside. <laughs> that might define like rich and having we weren't creatures. No, no. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. My first pet was a pony that kicked me in the face. But we'll talk about that another time. What was it called? Gobo. We had Gobo and Victoria, two Shetland ponies. <laughs> it was Scotland. Okay, Electra Fence. She is 29 and she says that she's the pocket rocket of UK drag. Um, and she, oh, she says the phrase, she says, I'm the pocket rocket of UK drag. Oosh. <laughs> now that phrase is very, um, Keith Lemon. It's mm. very, <sighs> oh, you might make a joke like, oh, Fraser had that wellness shot. I'll give him a shot. Oosh. Yeah. It's uh, quite straight. It is quite straight. We'll move past It's as straight that. as making the noise during a song, <laughs> don't you think? Or as straight as like back in the day doing um, um, like an Ali G impression. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, or saying, what's up? One of those. <laughs> wow, we really yeah, just... you're right. Oosh is the UK equivalent of what's up. You're, so, you're very right. It really is. Oh, well, okay. I'm glad we're reclaiming it as a culture, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Electra Fence, tell me about her, please. So she says she's from Burnley. Oh, yes. She says it's full of pies, beer, sausages, and beer bellies. So Burnley is in Northern England, but it's very specific culture. Burnley. Burnley. So my friend, okay, get this. So she, yeah, she's saying that there's pies, beer, sausage rolls at a bakery on every corner. Mm. Um, my friend Ed is from Burnley. And he said that a few years ago, they opened up like a pay what you want restaurant. So you just go and you pay what you want. So everyone in Berlin was like, pay what you want. I'll pay bloody nothing. I will. That business. Of course. <laughs> you can cut open that business anywhere. That's I insane. Know. I know. No, you could in like, come on, you could totally open it in Silver Lake. Oh yeah. Well, of course. And yeah. they would make more money yeah, than a regular the, restaurant. Yeah, correct. It would be the most, <laughs> the most profitable restaurant in the world. Okay. So. She says, I don't have time for snottiness. I really like that term. Don't have time for snottiness. She is, I've just written, this is personality. Yeah, completely. Oh. If, if anything, I feel like she almost doesn't need, like the look is really intense, isn't it? Yes. So she is, her name's Electra Fence. She looks like she's been struck, well, she's held onto electric fence. She's half purple, half yellow. It's singed. And she talks about her Lisa Simpson hair, which is all up on end. Yeah. It just, she's got so much personality. I was almost like, whoa, the look and the personality is a lot happening. But like, yeah, she's great. She says everyone knows her for her brunches. And I was like, I'm, would love to go to an Electra Fence brunch. Yeah. Like, I think that would be really fun. Oh, that's a difficult sentence to say. Electra Fence brunch. Cause you have to put the R back in for brunch. Oh my God. Let me try. 
let's go to an Electra French brunch. No, can't do it. <laughs> Electra French brunch. Electra French brunch. <laughs> she says that, um, oh yeah, and at the brunches, she does a lot of like physical tricks. Mm. So we've got that coming our way. She also says that she's up for a good time. <laughs> Very Burnley. Um, oh yeah, she talks about being a trained dancer, mm. ballet, disco, freestyle. And she says that she's been in panto with Darren Day. Oh, he's a lovely man. Oh, Darren, Darren Day. Day. Love rat. <laughs> I remember that's what he was called for several years in the in the papers. So Darren Day, what, he, was he, what did he even start in? I don't. He remember. was so. Was he so? Was he a opera? singer? I don't remember. Yeah, he's just a very like, very kind of old reference of like a of a womanizing man. <laughs> okay, I've got a U.S. equivalent. Okay, Eddie Cibrian. Eddie Cibrian, you're so right. He's he's the UK's Eddie Cibrian. Perfect. Oh wow. What a reference. So, um, I got a, I got a good feeling about that one. Electrofed. And at the end, she does a whole like electric shock gag where she's getting electric shock. And then she, and at the end, she just goes, Oh, I've got headache. <laughs> I've got headache. <laughs> headache. Headache. And not, uh, I, I've got an, a I've headache. Got headache. I've got headache. <laughs> Love her. Big okay. fan. Okay. Okay. You want to talk about another fun pun name? I'm sorry. This one, this one's funny. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if I get it. Ell of a day? I've had an L of a day. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> tell you, tell you what, right? Touch that electric fence, got headache, I've had an L of a day. Like, it's such a, it's such a funny, cause actually it's what, it's, it's a re, it's actually the, like, <laughs> epitome of a perfect pun name because the, what I, what really works is when you, it's a, like a female, a real female first name and then a last name that makes it into a pun. Like it's really yeah. the smartest way to do it. So just to be clear to us listeners, I've had a hell of a day. Yes. A hellish day. Ella of a day. Yeah. Ella of a day. And the day sounds like it could be a real last name. It's, it's very, it's, it, I'm really like kudos to you, Ella. <laughs> Cause I, there's nothing I love more than a drag name that's a pun, but also when they just get called by their first name for the rest of the, so she's just going to be Ella. Ella. And I really, I really <laughs> like that one. It's just like, oh, you know, Ella, <laughs> she is. Right. Tell us about Ella of a day, please, babes. So she says she's the 32 year old drag beast from Dagenham East. <laughs> Lovely little bit of uh, rhyming. So I'm already into her kind of wordplay. She's got me, she's got me on that. So uh, Dagenham East is East, deep, deep East London, like, Basically, on the borderline between uh, London and Essex is Dagenham. It's uh, nearly at the end of the district line. Wait a minute. Tube. Isn't that where your gal Stacey's from? It is. My, so, my Stacey Solomon. You're welcome, America listeners. We had her Stacey Solomon episode a few weeks ago. She's from Dagenham. Yeah, she's great. So, Ella day, she's got what I would describe as raspberry ripple hair. She really does have raspberry ripple hair. Raspberry ripple hair. Um, she says that she's an actor, dancer, singer. So she's done a lot of West End musicals, aka translation Broadway musicals. Yeah. So instantly I thought to myself, Ronnie G, yeah. our girl Veronica Green, who we're going to get to. Yeah. Is this going to be a bit of... I think so. I think it's going to be some rivalry here. Um, she says that she's the trade of the season. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I believe her. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I can see, I can completely imagine how out of drag she's going to be like hot as a guy. I'm excited as a woman. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Cause it's not, I don't feel one way or another about it right now. I'm just excited to see I've, it. Yeah. I'm, I've just, I've got a good feeling. Mm. And uh, I like, she, she really made me laugh when she said that her kind of whole character is 
she's living a champagne lifestyle on the flattest white wine you'll ever find. That's nice. <laughs> I thought that was a smart line. I have to say though, I did note down, I'm not sure she's actually that funny. I think that's also a possibility. She I, might take herself a little seriously. You know, sometimes when you've got people who are technically very good performers and dancers and they can sing and go and do Broadway or Western musicals, but at their core, their personality. Right. You know what I mean? You, you, you've got that slight fear that maybe she's not going to be adaptable enough to deal with all the like weird things you have to do on Drag Race. That, but also more just, I don't know if she's, I think she might be a bit of a blank canvas who can perform. Okay. So I don't know. She, yeah, she, I've written she's an all rounder and professional, but it, for me, it wasn't that interesting and there wasn't, or wasn't anything heartfelt. Right. So, but what do you, what do you make of this outfit? It's, a, it's quite something. It's it's kind of a, a bodysuit section on top, like a well, it's like a it has sleeves but no middle. I don't really know how to describe that top. And it's the whole thing feels a little bit um under the sea seashelly as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. And then the it seems to be one a one legged skirt with yeah. a full hip out. I, I mean and the hip's been bedazzled. <laughs> t- taste level, I'm a bit worried. Yeah. But I do I do appreciate when every little place that you could put a little rhinestone has got one. Because it's like if you're a drag queen. Why the fuck wouldn't you just put a rhinestone all the way down your exposed thigh? Has anyone ever done a look that's just like them wearing one giant rhinestone? <laughs> that's pretty good. Like one giant one on the front, one giant one on the back. <laughs> kind of like you're at a Disney parade. And you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, oh, season four. Yeah. God, I've got all my looks. I'm just working when, out. When you, what's your drag name? Julianne Hoare? No, my, my drag name is now uh, Victoria Reckham. Oh, right. That's right. You've retired Julianne Hoare. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next up we have, I'm going to make her, you say her name because I can't remember how to say it out loud. Anubis. Anubis, thank you. How are you going to say it? Anubis. Anubis. I think I was going to say Anubis. <laughs> Anubis. So. Say it in a Scottish accent. Anubis. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so she is 19 and she's from Brighton. Instantly, as soon as she said she's from Brighton, Remember we met Jill Black last yeah. season. I'm like, okay, we've it got some fell some, into place. We've got some spooky cookie stuff going yeah. on here. Okay. A lot of spooky old ladies in, uh, in, in Brighton. A lot of people who are not yet over the age of 40 acting like spooky old ladies in yeah. Brighton. That seems to be the, she's <laughs> what nine, drag race is telling us anyway. She's 19. Yeah. I just kept thinking she's got so many tattoos for a 19 year old. Yeah. Like, how have you had the time or the money to get those tattoos by 19? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe we'll find that out on, on her season. <laughs> How'd you get the money for those tattoos? Tell us about the tats. <laughs> um, so she says that she's an Egyptian god of the afterlife. Glamour. Oh, she, she references the glamour of her Egyptian heritage. Yes. So do you feel very connected to her for that reason? Very connected. Full disclosure. When I do reference Egyptian grandma, she was not Egyptian, but she was born in Egypt, but we still call her Egyptian grandma. Yeah. It's as authentic as the original movie, The Mummy. Yes. So that's where we land. Yeah. We, I often refer to Ben's grandma as Imhotep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the mummy Thank from you. The Mummy. Just, oh, just want to double check. But she's still dead. She's still dead. <laughs> so she's saying Anubis is the name of the Egyptian god of the afterlife. Yes. Oh, that's God. Why it. That's why she's called it. Yeah. God. It's, it. So it's a reference to her own Egyptian heritage. So it's kind of a, it's, yeah. It's, I don't think it's the greatest name. Is that harsh? No, I... You, Although it's got kind of an anus sound to it as well, which I guess is fun. Would you not, though, <laughs> if you were really heavily leaning into that, into your heritage and using your name, your Meet the Queen's look, would you not be... Now, this is going to sound 
real awful culturally. Would you not just come dressed as like a bloody pyramid or something? <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> a bloody pyramid. I was like, oh, that's dark. Well, maybe covered in blood or like a, uh, like a glamour mummy. It, Although there is that, there, there's oh, definitely a, a curse on drag race of dressing like a mummy. mummy. But you know, but you know what I mean though? If like that's, yeah. if I feel like, you know, I'm all about branding, you know, this, I just I feel am. like she, she may could have led with that. Instead she wore, um, a sort of, um, it's a little bit like early days, Cindy Lauper meets, um, Mr. Tickle with the fingers. Yes. I think, she, I think she looks like a, like kind of Judy Jetson meets, Oh. An octopus. Mm. So we've got Judy Jetson meets octopus Cindy Lauper, Mr. Tickle. Exactly. <laughs> Egyptian heritage. Egyptian heritage. Hey, actually, now that we've said all those things out loud, <laughs> not mad at it. Yeah. Um, she said she's been in the music scene since she was 13. Yes. Very interested to know what that means. Yeah. And then says so she doesn't mind a bit of jazz scatting. And she, <laughs> your fave. You know what I, you know what I love to reference? <laughs> What? That video of Kim Cattrall and her husband oh. from back in like the nineties. She's like, the cat walked down the streets, I recommend anyone that hasn't seen it look up Kim Cattrall jazz scatting, and it's her and her husband at the time, and he's playing like the double bass, and she's just going, the cat walked down the road today, and I said, hey little kitty, I'm actually putting too much like syncopation and rhythm yeah, to it. It's, it's more like way more freestyle. And the babadoon, scatterboo. And no, the you, table. No, you still did it with too much. Oh, okay. <laughs> too much flow to that. I've got, I've got rhythm in me. Yeah, we, we're not. We, we can't go out of the box and have to oh, scat. That's the problem. One we're too day. stuck in our One professionalism. Day. So she describes herself. This now, when she said this, I was like, okay, got it. She just Anubis described herself as a weird Doctor Seuss character meets her nan. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's yeah. the brand. Got it. Although in the UK, Doctor Seuss, not a thing. No, that, that was a that was a reference for the for the for the American audience oh. for sure. I was going to say for the Yanks. <laughs> oh, I don't like I that. I think it's because we were doing Meet the Queens. I'm getting all, I, I'm feeling all patriotic oh, and I'm saying things God. I don't normally say. She talks about, um, she does very chaotic shows with screaming and running around. And I just wrote, yep. <laughs> Although I do often, that people often describe themselves as an old person trapped in a young person's body and I want to kill them. Mm-hmm. But actually I do genuinely believe her with that. She has a very uh, old old aura in a in, in the best possible way yeah. even her voice sounded like a much more mature person than 19 yeah sounds like she's really lived a life i guess she's been jazz scouting from 13 she's from 13 getting those tats getting my tats around brighton wait a minute the scat singing paid for the tats i want a skull on my arm today go to the beach brighton Brighton, Pebble Beach. So she, and she finishes off by saying she thinks drag is missing a wacky character. And I was like, okay, we, in the UK drag world scene uh, of RuPaul's Drag Race, we could do with a wacky character. So, well, we did have Lemon last year, Ginny Lemon. Anyway, let's move on. Fancy a slice! Oosh! (laughs) Right. River, River Medway. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. We're getting some representation, and that's Kent. <laughs> so River Medway is 22 and from the town of Medway in Kent. I have I've passed through Medway on a train. Oh, have you? <laughs> yes. My friend my friend lives in Canterbury, and uh, often we'd go, go home and visit her parents there, but also we would, you know, I'd go and visit her there over the years, and it's, yeah, you'd go, I'd go through Medway, Chatham, Chatham is where Kelly works from, Rochester. Okay. So River Medway, she's 22 years old. <laughs> I've written, she's got a very expressive face. Now, she is British Singaporean. Yes. 
She says 50% British, 50% Singaporean, 100% a cross-dresser. Do people still use the phrase cross-dresser? No, not in uh, the real world, but I do know in drag world, it's it's completely a term that, that people use. Like in a fun, in a fun way. Fun yeah. throwback way. Okay. Yeah, it's got definitely it. been like reclaimed as a as a thing that, that they can say. Now <laughs> I'm gonna talk about her look. She's dressed like a big old butterfly and um with big wings. And I I would say this is a real niche reference point, but her hair is very Lisa Scott Lee of a certain time in the pop group steps. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can see, I can see kind of a, this was the last thing on my mind. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my God. I love that song. Um, so she says there's no specific drag style in Kent. So you kind of get to do whatever you want. Again, so much Kent reference in this. <laughs> two Kent Queens. Two Kent, two Kent Queens. No one from Scotland. <laughs> but, that, but I'm, I'm genuine. Actually, a lot of people are like, there's no one from Scotland. There's no one from here. We had two very strong Scottish Queens yeah. last year. I'm fine. Yeah, and I definitely saw that there's definitely been some blowback about uh, Queens of Colour in this one, which mm. I definitely is is pretty evident when you look at the lineup. It does, you know, you can't discount the fact that River Medway is, you know, half Singaporean. We have a Spanish queen. There is, there's definitely some diversity, but yes, there's definitely maybe a lack of black diversity on it, this season. It's also that thing of, I'm sure there's some amazing queens of colour in the UK, but it just might not be their time this right, season. Right. They might be, you know what I mean? Yeah. But hey, I'm not going to speak for that. But in just in general, it, you're never going to get a season that represents absolutely everything. Right, right, right. I think you've got to look at it. Think of all three seasons yep. and see what representation we've had. So she she says that her kind of vibe is camp, feel good, and shallow. <laughs> it's like okay, okay. sure. And she can't bear a dirty wig. Who can? Who can? <laughs> um, she is she's quite Essexy in a way. I, yeah, Kent, I wrote. Kent and Essex are, are similar bedfellows, I would say. And I, I really hope I'm not inflaming the, the stoking the rage of the Kent and Essex listeners to this, but mm. they've, they've got a very similar flavor and vibe. Mm. I'd say maybe Essex is a little more glamorous. Okay. Kent is a little more rural. I keep on thinking Kent's like fields and things. There are lots of fields in Kent, but okay. there are in Essex as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're actually very similar in the sense there's lots of little towns and then lots of countryside. And then the towns are really intense and everyone's really like high glamour levels. Got it. What's like a really famous town in Kent? Can you think of Canterbury. One? Canterbury. Okay. Dover. Oh, the ferry. Yeah. Okay. So that's River Medway. I've also written that her look is a little bit Avatar-esque. Yeah. I will say that it photographs and appears perhaps not of the highest of... Qualities? Uh-oh. Are you about to reference Party City? Absolutely not. You just did. Angels? Yeah. Angels, uh, a beloved costume rental store in London. <laughs> yeah. If you're working a TV show in London, be like, fancy dress. Fancy dress. Oh, shit. No, we'll just... Oh, can someone just pop to Angels? Yeah. Call Angels and put that, that fairy avatar costume on reserve. Completely. If you're like, oh my god, we need someone who has they have to dress as a knight, you call eight, you call angels. Because it's not Party City where you get it out of a packet. It's like an actual costume, but mm. some, somewhere between getting like a professional costume and buying it from a fancy dress shop. Got it. Fancy dress is such a funny term. I know. When you think about it um, now that we live in America. <gasps> fancy dress! I'm wearing my fancy, fancy dress. dresses for you. <laughs> fancy dress, fancy dress party is a costume party. Yep. 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 Right. Yep. Finally, queen number 12. I think we know who it is. It's our old girl, 
Ronnie G, aka Veronica Green. New listeners, we call her Ronnie G just because, just because it's canon. It's canon. <laughs> it really is canon. So she's dressed quite underwhelming, I thought, mm. in, um, uh, evening gown from a pageant. I love how she said, I, uh, remember me? <laughs> so ruched gown, don't you think? Oh, heavily, some heavy ruching down the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she is back. Um, she talked that, oh, she referenced rat bite fever in the UK, in the previous season because there was that whole, the, the rats rusical. Yeah. And she said that after 10 days isolation, the right, the rat bite fever subsided. So she's referring to the fact that she had COVID. Right. Fine, 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 fine. She says that she goes from Gollum to gorgeous. True. 100% true. Well, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that Gollum reference anymore because she's, you know, I've seen some of her Instagram pictures. She's oh, she still... is, yeah, she is quite sexy, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexy Gollum? Yeah. Oh my God, like, a, that would be a great <laughs> Halloween costume. Sexy Gollum. <laughs> Where are you at with your Halloween costume for this year, by the way? Nowhere. Okay. I, you t- I told you my my only requirement was whore. You, well, you did pitch. Who did you pitch? Who did I pitch? A sexy Joe Biden. Oh yeah, that was it. I, I want a cultural figure, but sexy, so I was going to do sexy Joe Biden, which was aviator glasses and then like an american flag uh jock strap yeah and what were you gonna call yourself oh <laughs> i'm gonna call myself ho biden perfect <laughs> you're still you're still tickled about that i'm still very proud of ho biden i think and, that's very and funny. we were talking about you like handing out stimulus checks yes stimulus yeah. check yourself oh that's right that's right <laughs> i'm still not sure i want to do a pop diva because obviously i've done ariana grande before i've done j-lo before mm. something in that world but we'll get to it we'll work it out um so so what you're you're kind of not as much of a drag race historian as i am so have you have you ever seen a season where a queen has come back because it has happened before on a regular season i don't know yeah so eureka on her season she um like injured herself during a like a physical challenge on the show and um she she then got asked back to come back for another season. I feel like she maybe went a little bit earlier than Ronnie G did in her season. Okay. So when she came back, it felt kind of almost just the same, the same as her as the rest of the queens, maybe. My thought is that I do feel like Ronnie G got quite far and it feels maybe a little odder. And I'm kind of, I'm curious to see how that's going to, how that's going to work for her on the show. I'm not yeah. sure if it's going to be a, a advantage or not. I don't know because she's there's a lot of pressure on her yeah and also i guess on a much on a different scale because i know it's not america but there is definitely that feeling that maybe she's you know done bigger gigs and things since the show ended yeah and that maybe is has like a little more money and a little more polish and a little more kind of like it's it's got a slight feeling of like all stars but not yeah it's like kind of it's 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 strange and i feel like because we haven't experienced that yet on uk I don't know, just with Eureka, I know she left earlier and yeah, it just didn't seem as kind of... Mm, I've already, I already picture a challenge that she does really badly in and then she'll cry and she'll be like, I should be doing better than this. I've been here before. Right. I think there's going to be those kind of moments. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I have to say I'm a little concerned for Ronnie G oh, this dear. season. And she's a delicate creature. That's what I mean. And I, I just, I, I can really see her psyching herself out and because it is it's a lot of pressure. I know. And she's a sweet soul. Oh, she does make a great joke at the end. Um, she says that if Rue doesn't crown her in season two, she's going to come back again as another variant. Yes. <laughs> and that was, I've written that's the second time I laughed out loud. Yeah. <laughs> she's good at making COVID jokes. I'll give her yeah, that. Yeah. She is. <laughs> so that is it for our 12 queens. So 
we do have to just quickly nip through um, the celeb judges that have been announced. Now, I've, I've written a list and I've highlighted who I think is key. Thoughts? Yeah, you're, you're not wrong, I think. Charity Shop Sue is going to be a judge. Yeah, so she's a, she's like a comedy character and very, oh my God, it's so hard to describe her, but she's, she works in a charity shop and she's kind of evil and also fabulous. And she's like, she's the epitome of a hun, H-U-N. Yeah. <laughs> um, Emma else? Bunton. Oh, baby makes spice. perfect sense. Baby Spice. Uh, what, what Emma Bunton song do you think that they're going to do the <gasps> lipstick to that week? Or oh. do you think they're going to be annoying and do a Spice Girls song? I don't know, but if they, if they do Emma Bunton song, they have to do maybe. Don't they? <laughs> well, maybe that jazz scatter, Anubis will still be there. She could do a yeah. <laughs> So we've got Nadine Coyle. She's going to be in Snatch Game. We've talked about her before. I'm excited. Oh, maybe what's her face will do Nadine. Yeah. Um, maybe what's the, the queen's name? Number one on our list. You can do the impression of Kitty. Her. Kitty. Maybe Kitty's Kitty Scott Claus. Kitty Scott Claus. Yeah, I think maybe she'll do Nadine <laughs> and Nadine will be there. Um, we've got Nicola. I don't know how to say her surname. Nicola Coughlin. Coughlin. She's in Dairy Girls. Oh my God. Also. She does a really good Nadine impression. She's an amazing Nadine impression. <laughs> so if you don't watch Dairy Girls, it's on Netflix. It is phenomenal. Yeah. And then we've got one of my probable Snatch Game people. <laughs> Lily! <laughs> Good old Lulu. Good Hang on, old. I'm going to do it. Well, you make me want to shout, fill your hand up and do, scabadoo. But Lulu of Ab Fab fame as well. One of the most consistent characters of Ab Fab is just Lulu. 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 That, lovely little Lulu. That's, that's right. If you, um, you may recognize Lulu from Ab Fab if you're an Ab Fab. Yeah, she's, she's Ab-Fab Eddie's Ab-Fab. like one and only client that she has throughout the entire run of Ab Fab, which oh. is such a great running joke. Oh. And steps are going to be on there. Steps are going to be on there. Anyone else you want to mention, actually? Uh, I feel, Alicia I, Dixon's a pretty exciting one. We've talked about Alicia Dixon a lot. Yeah, and, Le- and Leanne from Little Leanne Mix. Leanne is great. And Russell Tovey, want to have sex with him. Oh, fine. I mean, it's so annoying to want to because he's annoying, but it's like you just got to sometimes you just got to face up to the truth, you know? Okay. We all want to fuck Russell Tovey. Well, that is it for Meet the Queens. How do you feel in general about this season, by the way? Look, I, feel, looking ahead. I feel super excited. Okay. I feel like, I, I feel like they've done, they did such a good job last season that I, ha- I was a little trepidatious just about it not being at that same high level. But actually, I, I've got a really good feeling about a lot of these queens. I think, yeah. I think they, the last season has caused this season to everyone's just going to keep, you know, upping it. I agree. I think the, the casting last season was so, phenomenally strong that final with tace lawrence yeah. and who's the other one bimini. bimini yeah like the three of them were so out of this world I phenomenal and i feel like i i see the three of them on social media now and they feel to me like they've been stars for like 15 years i know like, i could watch those videos of tace just like hat walking around oh. different events like constantly and that one video that she's got have you seen the way she's walking through soho and there's an old woman with their shopping bags and she's like oh yeah. What's going on here? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, even Lawrence, who I know a lot of people wanted Bimini to win last season, and even Lawrence winning, like, I think Lawrence, she's settled into yeah. being the Queen of Scotland. She's, her looks have been fantastic yeah. when she's gone to big events, like the BAFTAs and things like that. Did you see where she dressed as the Rue Peter badge for, I think it was that everybody's talking about Jamie 
like premiere she she dressed as a, a repeat badge but oh, like really? as in dress form like it was it was a gorgeous outfit oh. it wasn't just like a big badge yeah. it was a dress that she made look like one she looked gorgeous oh so yeah she's she's doing great yeah. even though people wanted even though people wanted bimini to win fine whatever they're all doing so well yeah. so what i was what i was going to say is the casting last year was so out of this world phenomenal then the covid twist just took it to all new levels yeah i think the guest judges this season they have taken right. up a notch for sure like that is, I think, pretty I think fantastic. the way that they could, the, the way that this season could be upped would be if the lip syncs were more exciting. What do you mean? The, just, you know, the UK season's not been known for like, it's not known for as many tricks and kind of things during the lip syncs. They're, oh, they're yeah. normally a lot more kind of um, just the lip sync and with a few, you know, like the, there's not been as many like shablams and like flips and kind of big moments. Yep. Whereas I feel like a lot of these girls are saying they've got those things in their repertoire. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited to maybe see the lip syncs go up to another level. Cause I've always found them a little bit underwhelming. Maybe some fun prop reveals and things like yeah, that. Some exactly. pyro. Exactly. Um, I'm also just going to stake a claim. I think the two Queens I'm most excited about Electra Fence and Chorizo May. Yeah, I'm going to say mine is uh, Theresa May and uh, mm, I'm going to say Scarlet Harlot and Theresa May. I I was, Scarlet Harlot was going to be my other one that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Some great talent in there. Oh yeah, there is. Tell you what, we've got 10 episodes coming up, coming our way. We're going to do it, babes. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap UK. This episode was produced by Brie Weiss. If you've got something to say, get in touch. Drop us an email at dragracerecapuk at afterthought.media. Yes, and please listen to us on our podcast, You're Welcome America. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, and all those good places. And follow us on our Instagram. We're at You're Welcome America, which is the letters You Are Welcome America. For bonus Drag Race UK content and more, support the show over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Drag Race Recap UK is an afterthought media podcast.